Blog Talk Radio. Roughly um, right now, but what we're going to mm-hmm. be doing for you is at this point I would just start talking and introducing um, the guest on the show and the producer that's going to be working with you um, will probably be Asanath. Um We haven't confirmed her just yet, but I'm hoping it will be her. We'll get somebody um, that we'll introduce you to beforehand. And with oh, what's Asan- her name again? Um, Asanath. A S E N. E-T-H. You know what? You might know her as Sarah. Um, Sarah's brother is Joshua. Her maiden name was Cooley. And they're all, you know, all grew up together, you know, with Angelo and Kirkwood and all of that. Okay, she's, you know, older and married now and goes by her birth name, which is Asanath. Um, What's your friend's name, Regina? Yes, Regina. Okay, two seconds. She's with us. Hi, Regina. Hi, this is Regina. How are you? I'm very good. Is this Gail? This is Gail. Thanks for being here this evening. Oh, yeah. It it sounds great. Tasha and I were just saying, we're getting kind of excited about this. Good. Talk to Tell me what you understand is going on, and then I'll, so I can answer any questions you have, and then I'll go into the technical side, okay? Okay. Um, well, I did get a chance to look at Sylvia Global um, dot com, and I saw that you had various women that had um, seeming like a, a very eclectic group of um, women with different stories, but also some similarities. Um, and when I talked with Tasha, she was particularly going to look at you know doing something from the stay-at-home mom kind of purview, particularly uh, women of color. Uh, So when she talked with me about it, I actually am um, a principal partner in a company called Community Speaks, uh, LLC. And she thought it might be interesting. Uh, I took a step of faith um, and I'm living very much in faith right now as I build a consulting company that works to have um, the consumer or client or member's um, voice at the table as programming is developed. So, for instance, last night I was actually at a homeless shelter for women and children, um, and there were actually some males there too. And it was what is it do you, you know, what are the barriers? Um, Given your experience, how could these barriers uh, be eliminated so that you're able to move forward and attain, you know, what you feel like your life's passion is and your dreams and goals are? So we work with groups of um, individuals towards getting their voice at the table um, to influence uh, decisions that they're, are, they're, are going to be directly impacted um, by. So I guess the walk of faith is, is that, uh, I believe that God is my provider. And so as I stepped away from eight years with the University of Maryland in a very every two weeks secure um, income, I feel like I have walked into my purpose. 
mm-hmm. they're challenges, but they're also incredible um, inspirational things like being able to do what I did yesterday and knowing I'm in the right place. Right. What um, What did you do at the University of Maryland? I, uh, in my background, is in social work, which I also see yours is also. <laughs> Yay, social worker. Uh, I I have an MSW in social work um, in Mako practice, so um, social management and community organizing. And so I um, did the programming for professional development for, um, we ran the largest program on the East Coast, other than records was a little bit larger than ours, but for the Baltimore, um, Washington, D.C., metropolitan area, we offered about um, about two to three hundred opportunities for professional development, and so I had to actually develop the offerings and also engage the vendors um, or faculty um, and kind of plot the calendar and then also do some of the mark do the marketing. So I did that for eight years, which was great um, as I was you know birthing two children and needed that kind of steady um, income, and, you know, the institution was great. But I really did miss my community organizing side. And so I was doing both. And then I started, of course, doing both. Um, And then at some point I just realized it was time to step out. And there were really clear indicators, uh, and, and so I haven't regretted it one minute. It's just, it's been amazing. How long have you been doing your your business? Um, Community Speaks has been around a little bit over a year. I formal we formalized. Uh, I'm a partner, and what was happening was we were getting approached um, as a third party um, to do the work that maybe an agency had been contracted to do, and they would say, "Hey, Regina and Kenya, you know, are you all interested in this?" And so we developed our own LLC uh, to basically cut up the middleman and to also have a little bit more autonomy right. over the projects. And um, so I've been in the field uh, for over, I think I'm probably right at about 18 years. Okay. Uh, how old are your children? I have a six-year-old in Dira Faith. Austin, and I have a eight-year-old whose name is Sims Grace Austin. Oh, how beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. How did you and Tasha meet? Tasha and I, I took the scenic route to finish my undergraduate degree. Oh, that's a nice way to put it. (laughs) That's a nice way to put it. I've never heard you say it like that before. And so um, when you take the scenic route, eventually you end up where you're supposed to be. You know, that's how journeys go. And Tasha and I met when I, I'm originally from Tuskegee, Alabama. And I had an older brother who was killed in a car accident, and it served as a huge catalyst for, you know, life is really short. You really, it's really important that you do um, things that make you happy and things that you feel are important. And the one thing I had not done was finish my undergraduate degree. And so my mother had this crazy idea, well, why don't you just move back home <laughs> and finish school, which is crazy because I left at 17 swearing I would never, ever, ever, you know, be back in that house again. And it, it was the best decision and the best, one of the best times of my life. 
I got to know my parents in a totally different way. I um, was able to go to school full-time, and so Tasha was in one of my first classes. This, this old, old, well, I wasn't even that old then. I was, what, 26, but that it it was very old to the people who were in the class. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wasn't, I was no way I was going to be a mother figure. That just wasn't happening. But I could be more of an auntie figure because I wasn't a peer. Right, right. Um, at that time, I wasn't a peer. Um, and we weren't colleagues yet. And so we just, you know, kind of, you know, how kind of souls, their, their spirits are drawn to each other. And, you know, we just supported each other through that program and have continued to do life. Um, I can't even imagine uh, not having, you know, Tasha um, as such mm-hmm. an important part of my support system. So so that's how I met Tasha. Uh, <laughs> what part about the program for Sylvia Global and the radio broadcast have the two of you discussed? And what appeals to you about this, Regina? Well, I think that there's lots of women particularly. You know, I have to remember a while ago, years ago, where Oprah had a show, Can We In Fact Have It All? You know, can you can you be a mother? Can you be a wife? Can you also have a career? Can you have it all? And I think that through life's experiences, I realize you can't have it all at the same time. I'm a divorced mother. I, I'm a single mom. Um, co-parenting with my children's father, um, something I never, <laughs> never envisioned and never thought would happen because I waited to get married to the right person and have kids at the right time. Well, you know what that means. Um, and so I guess an understanding that my story is not, it, you know, it's not, or my experience is not, um, uh, you know, crazy different than many. Uh, but what I'd like to do is provide as much as I can the support and encouragement, you know, to really think about what is your impact? What do you think God has? What talents do you have that you may be suppressing or, you know, may, may be creating your own barriers in order not to, to meet that? And most of them are built in fear. And so just to give the opportunity for dialogue and examples of, um, people who have stepped out when it didn't make when it wasn't logical and so to share that with other you know with women you know in the internet is such a broad uh, market um, I just think that it would be really uh, encouraging and I don't think that if you can't give it it's not yours if you can't give it away mm. And so, um, as we talked, you know, part of it was being able to, you know, connect my community speaks um, with a broader audience, but also, again, just to serve as support and, you know, testimony that, you know, it's not easy and it wasn't a simple choice. But again, I I was very privilege, um, you know, to even spend the summer. My kids didn't, they went to one week of summer camp. And my children have been in daycare, my oldest has been in daycare in the, or in the care of others since she was uh, three weeks old. Mm. And so to be able to have the summer with them was both, you know, um, it was fulfilling, it was also challenging 
Um, but it was such a gift, and it was because I had decided to work differently. Mm-hmm. Not meaning that I'm making any more money, um, but my life is much more simple. Um, my expectations are um, not realistic, <laughs> um, but they're exciting. And so I, I just don't think I'm the only one who's experienced this. And and I have met, you know, you draw, you draw similar energy. I have met other women who, you know, who have dared. And they only tell a certain number of people because people think, you know, we, you're kind of crazy to do that. Um, and so that's what, that's, I guess that's the context. And, you know, Tasha's even, I mean, I certainly have never thought about wanting to be a stay-at-home mom. And Tasha's done it and actually makes it look like it's attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. I need coworkers. I need to be able to, you know, take a lunch break. And so, you know, just sharing um, and watching her um, just blossom into a mother and a wife, and also, a, a, you know, and also having, you know, her own ideas and her own goals for you know, how she wants to impact and grow her own business um, and doing doing it without fear, without – and so it's, it's – I don't know. Again, I think that her story um, can help demystify – I guess take the, the magic thing away, like only that only happens to certain people. To certain people, yeah. Yeah, and it really mm-hmm. doesn't. It, hurt, it happens to people mm-hmm. who make choices that are based, for me, in a faith system. Um, and touch, I would say, also for you, mm-hmm. and a trust um, in a higher power, whatever that higher power is called. Right. Because mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I don't really think it should be just one. Yeah. You don't think it should be just one what? Well, I think that I, think that, um, I identify myself as a Christian because I do think um, I've accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I think that a faith system is an individual, um, an individual's choice, um, and you're drawn to belief systems that that work for you. So a Buddhist might have, you know, a completely different demonstration or practice. However, at the end of the day, it is based in a faith system. Um, that something's lar- that they're a part of something that is larger than themselves. Yeah. You know, it's kind of interesting to hear you say that because I just came back from New York mm-hmm. um, at a conference for, well, for several reasons, but one of the conversations I was in was a, a group of us who you probably saw on the website reference to women moving millions. Mm-hmm. Okay, in the conversation um, with the founder of that organization and other members um, about our faith and wanting to do something together called Women of Faith Moving Millions. And uh, one of the emails that I'm going to be following up on actually states that, you know, I am a Christian. I do believe and have accepted Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior, but I don't believe that um, it's necessary for me to be condemning or judgmental 
uh, right, other right. people's space systems and what's worked for them, nor do I want to be expected to edit my experience right. of faith and be made to feel uncomfortable for having them. And mm-hmm. so you'll see on Sylvia Global, there are basically um, seven different categories across the bar. I don't know if you're looking mm-hmm. at the website yep. or not. Mm-hmm. Yep. But, um, you know, the just a second, let me pull it back up because I, I have the, the radio station in front of me. And if you hear me clicking on the computer in the background, it's me making some electronic notes. Uh, you know, on the home page, let me just walk through that with you, and then I'm just going to take you through each of, each of these steps so that you see where this program with the two of you is going in the overall scheme of things. And okay. this was birthed out of um, I didn't even know I was pregnant, and now um, media pregnant. Now I'm about to birth septuplets, you know. So I sent an email <laughs> up to some, you know, media um, executives, um, calling on them as midwives to help me, you know, deliver this thing, because it's very clear that God has had His hand all over this. Um, what happened was I was scheduled to speak in Istanbul on behalf of Women Moving Millions at a conference that only happens every two years called the AWID Conference. And um, I was sick and was not able to travel. And so the my wonderful friends in WMM said, well, we still need and want you included. So they figured out a way to visually Skype me into the workshop so I could see all the wonderful women from around the world and people that I knew and they could see and hear me and I was engaged in the conversation. Because I hosted a traditional radio show in Cleveland uh, a few years ago, it occurred to me, you know, it's the Lord, to say, I wonder if I could take that Awood conference discussion and all those amazing women and their voices and their message through like an internet radio format. You know, I hadn't done it before through the internet and just, you know, in my robe here at home, you know, see if I can, what I could do to keep my brain engaged, even though physically I was um, temporarily limited. So two, within two days, I launched Sylvia Global. And it was because of Angelo, who Tasha knows, our son, is in this realm um, in many ways at different levels. So he had been trying to get me to do this from a TV web-based programming format for about three years. And I had my hands full with our other businesses and projects. So it took um, becoming um, pretty much um, disabled, temporarily disabled, to actually focus in on doing this. So um, at the beginning, it was kind of just... I mean, you know, taking an approach of testing it. You know, let's just see if uh-huh. this will work. And so while the the conference was still going on in Turkey, um, I invited some of those women who are amazing women um, of leadership, running women's funds around the world, affecting millions and millions of country, you know, people in countries. I had them come on the show and just let's test run the technology and see if it works. Well, lo and behold, the first show I did with no promotion, nothing. I just broadcasted and archived it. Um, I had 5,100 listeners, 51 plus, 
5,100 plus listeners. Had no idea where they were coming from because I'm sitting here in my house. You know, I can't see them. And I had no call in because I was just doing it um, from my computer. So then I did another show, went up to 8,000 plus. And then I did, I'm talking within days, you know, like a couple wow. of days or less of each other. Then I did another show, 34,000, you know, another show, 36,000. So then I thought maybe I should become more strategic with what I'm doing here. <laughs> and so um, on this, what was created then was Sylvia Global Media um, leading, starting with the audio broadcast, but definitely heading toward the TV broadcast. And it reflects, you described it, um, an e- eclectic group of men and women, or women and men, which is really reflective of my very eclectic life and experience and my perspective on the world. So there is this wealth category because I believe that... Um, this platform needs to be used and is being used to re-image and redefine what's associated with wealth. And it's beyond the, you know, the Atlanta housewives and all those other, you know, the Kardashians and all of that. But for women like myself who started, Tasha knew us during this time, you know, started off, um, you know, in business with just a small child and homeschooling and a vision and a dream. And then to acquire increasingly larger and larger sums of money, which really put catapulted us into a whole new realm and a whole new realm in many ways. And seeing that there wasn't a lot of information um, for women and men um, as we make that journey of taking something from dream to reality, including the financial pieces, those information and resources are not as readily interactive and available as we'd like to think, especially when it comes to people of color so and to women. So this wealth piece is very important to me. Um, excuse me one moment. Maybe it's next door. So then um, the next part is the faith. And and there's not a particular, if there was a proper sequence to all of this, it would be faith first, and then Sylvia Global TV, and then the wealth, philanthropy, business, leadership, and then entertainment. But the faith part is really consistent, Regina, with what you were saying. You know, it does take an element of faith, regardless of a person's religious um, acknowledgments or not, there is an element of faith that's involved with anything that someone does, as simple as getting in their car in the morning. I'm sorry you hear our dog just <laughs> um, Just that, um, you know, as simple as getting in a car and going from destination A with the intentions of get, arriving at destination B, you know, there's a, an element of faith that we have within us and that there's someone greater than us that's going to help us achieve that. So a place for the faith conversation, I think, is something that's also missing um, in uh, media platforms. It's usually broken down into um, religious channels, uh, but not incorporated into discussions the way that I do. And so that's why you see faith. The other part is philanthropy. 
uh, the re-imaging of philanthropy, you will start to see we have them here. We just, um, you know, haven't gotten it posted yet. But the re-imaging of philanthropy, because my own experience, um, you know, I didn't have, I had lots of incredible people and still do around me who are very giving and very passionate about the purposeful giving that they do, but don't necessarily recognize or identify themselves as philanthropists. And so I have conversations like even Michelle Indicello, you know, a well-known um popular, very philanthropic singer, and I asked her, you know, are you um, a philanthropist? And she said, oh, no, 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 not me. And that's because the image that we associate with that word is antiquated. Um, Women will actually control more of the philanthropic dollars in less than 10 years than have ever happened in history. And so the presence of female philanthropists, especially women funding women and girls, is already changing. But this this is the only platform for that discussion. And most, um, the majority of philanthropists are, have some type of faith. And they've, their philanthropy has been um, generated from uh, a couple of, you know, in three, one of three places in terms of the wealth piece. They either earned it, they inherited it, or they married it. So how does that transfer into philanthropy for those who are aspiring to be to earn more, but they're already being quite philanthropic? So that's what you'll see there. The other part is business. Um, you already clearly stated those. Tasha, um, you know, is in business for herself. Um, I have a business background and multiple businesses at different levels in different industries. So to bring those voices um, this is not a place for conversations for, um, um, I, let me think, I'll have to come back with some examples. You know, this is this is not the mainstream kind of business conversation. Uh, I want to start, a, you know, an Avon business and where do I begin? You know, a caller can call in to a show with that. But we really want to um, elevate the conversation to a place of, okay, you've already started. Now, when you have that business generating 500000 a year or a million plus, what do you have in place that's going to prepare you for that track? So it causes the listener to begin to see themselves as wealthy. And that's a completely different dialogue than what normally takes place around business conversations, especially with women and in particular women of color. Um, So we do bring on a diverse group of business owners and people with business backgrounds, but again, um, I'm very, very strategic in terms of um, how I'm mixing it up. Um, The other part, um, there is a place, however, for those conversations. So if you scroll down the page on the right-hand side, you'll see coming soon 100 urban entrepreneurs. And that's where those um, the startup conversations will take place. So I don't the, see that. Where is that under? Um, on the home page, scroll down on the right-hand side, almost to the bottom of the page. You'll see... Um, see girls fly. Oh yes, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you see the advertisement. Then you see most popular. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. you see 
partners and advertisers. Then you see 100 yeah, Urban yeah. Entrepreneurs. Yeah. So this is a good place. This is where we're going to be having those conversations for the startup because we're um, doing this for 100 Urban Entrepreneurs. These are entrepreneurs that are being featured that won a pitch contest of $10,000 each for their startups and their urban entrepreneurs. These are people that ordinarily don't have access to angel investors and venture capitalists. They have a, they have an idea. Um, they have minimal resources, but their idea is quite viable, and they need mentors. So there have been these urban entrepreneur pitch competitions across the country, and Sean Puffy Combs is one of many who have funded this. And so we're using this 100 Urban Entrepreneurs to provide a platform that speaks to the startups and also recognizes and um, promotes their businesses as well. So we've just started um, recording those interviews. Um, there's a We're looking for a host because I'm doing too many shows now um, to do that segment. So you'll see that. Um, go back up to the top, please, and you'll see entertainment. Mm-hmm. And then under entertainment, um, I actually was reluctant to put an entertainment category, and then Angelo was um, helped to enlighten me. And so um, I did not. This our entertainment discussions are not um, the traditional conversations that are had with um, inter entertainers that are known or um, that are well-known internationally, like Neo or um, Randolph Duke or whether they're local um, artists and entertainers. It's a conversation around uh, how the work that they do reflects um, their faith, um, their distribution of wealth, which is philanthropy, and empowering other women and girls and to do it to add um, diversity to the conversation. So as you scroll down, you'll see quite a mix here of mm-hmm. people, some that are well-known and others that will become well-known and others that are lesser known. But again, the diversity is very, very important, not just the diversity ethnically, but the uh, the global um, voice diversity. So there, I, we've been referring to um, Sylvia Global is a platform for amazing women and enlightened men, okay? Um, <laughs> if you click under leadership, uh, that, we make reference to that entertainment. So right now, the way we currently have it, we have authors of books there. We have fashion designers. We have entertainers, um, musicians. Like, again, I'll just use Neil as an example because that's significant. We have others like him that will be coming on. But we're not using this platform to put the emphasis on them um, as well-known figures, but to add their voice into the conversation. Okay. Uh, under leadership, you'll see Jody Evans. Um, Jody could be under, quite a few of these people could fall under multiple categories. Jody, as an example, could go under wealth. She could go under philanthropy. She can go under business. She used to run, um, she's ran White House presidential campaigns. Uh, but for right now, so you might see people floating between different um, categories or headings depending on what direction we're moving in or what emphasis 
on a series we're working on. So Jody Evans is right there. You'll see Abigail, um, one of the most influential um, women in Africa. Um, World Post representative Yadzine Larson. I was just with all three of these people uh, in New York. Um, women running for elected office. We did a series on, uh, a, not a series, I test ran a round table where I had, I Skyped in women from Ireland, Hong Kong, Washington, D.C., London, and one other country I'm forgetting, and Yale School of um, Women in Campaign, uh, for a roundtable discussion on organizations that promote, support, and encourage women to run for elected office. We had um, over 29,000 listeners with us test running and no promotion at all around that. So we'll be using this um, medium for more of those roundtable discussions. So you'll see some of the women that participated, Moher um, Sidwa, um, who's a Pakistani running for office in um, Arizona, Emily Lau, the first woman elected to the Hong Kong legislature, um, was on that call, Neve Gallagher in Ireland. Um, Michelle Ozumba is the one that I did an interview in um, Turkey, the first one. Um, Tiffany Dufu with the White House Project, Amina Doherty. Uh, so that's an example of under the leadership category. So if you look, go back to the homepage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this, um, you see the globe, which we're using as a logo. You'll see my face. There's a video if you were to click on that. You'll see Chai Ling Lao, um, one of the leaders of the Tiananmen Square Movement, um, Nobel Peace Prize nominee multiple times. You'll see Jody. You'll see Jackie Zayner. Jackie's the first woman um, partner of Goldman Sachs, and she's currently the president of Women Moving Millions. Um, you'll see a theme message, and then you'll see a reference to the entertainment um, with Jessica. You'll see the microphone. We're going to add some things to that um, within the next couple of days. We currently have over 81 programs archived on this website, and people don't know it by just looking at the website. So we're going to put reference that, and we still have about 16 more that have not been posted with more coming. So if you click on that, it'll take you right to one of the streaming networks that we're using, which is the one that we're on right now, and that's Blog Talk Radio. And this is a place where you can find all of the available programming at one time. You would just click over. I think it says there's nine pages. I just learned today that Sylvia Global um, is going to now be um, featured. Oops, is going to be featured on uh, Blog Talk Radio's homepage as one of their best programs, and okay. that's going to be staying there. Blog Talk Radio has 10 million listeners per month. Uh-huh. Okay, mm. so that's wow. quite. And we became um, Mike's shows that I was doing because we're just now starting to bring on other hosts. So I've been doing all these shows. Um, show became one of their featured shows and a featured host um, within three months of posting because of the format and the growth of listeners. So it's something um, that we thank God for that's reflective of us 
um, heading in the right direction, but we're figuring it out as we go, okay? Um, We're also being, you know, very strategic now as we figure it out um, because I'm engaging um, other advisors um, as things are, you know, jumping off. Um, Just one second. Um, Let me go back to the Sylvia Global page. Um, If you go back to the Sylvia Global homepage, You'll see a place for subscribers. So we'll start. We haven't started yet, but we'll start. Um, we have people subscribing. Uh-huh. We haven't started yet to send out the emails or the e-blast. We've just been using Twitter and um, Facebook periodically. Um, I just hired a social media manager who will be starting in, uh, I think, the week after next. So she'll get this kicked up for us, and this is where we'll, you know, send out information about the show that the two of you will be doing. Um, you'll see right now on the left, Sylvia Global Host. We'll have your pictures in here, and then if you click on, um, let's click on Emily, for example. Oh, no, you know, I'm sorry, go back. Click on Marsha, because that's kind of interesting. Marsha Nelson. Marsha. Okay. Marsha Nelson. Okay. Okay. So when we'll have your picture there. And if you have any current video um, with yourself, send it over and we'll take a look at it. And if it works, then we'll include it here. But right here, we click to Marsha and it tells you who she is, what she does. And then this is a video um, that she, two parts that she recorded for Sylvia Global in Ireland with Neve Gallagher from the Women's Election Campaign. And so that's an affiliation. Then you'll see another one that we're going to be featuring very soon that she just taped with a, a philanthropist, a young girl uh-huh. who's eight years old. Eight years old. She's raised over a hundred and fifty thousand dollars from her lemonade stand to stop sex trafficking and slave trafficking. Right. Um, wow. And so we are moving in a direction. Um, I'll explain it in a few moments, where we'll have this new feminine wealth. Um, that's Marsha's show, but this other category that's targeting girls because right. um, this is not just about the women's voice, but it's that girl voice too. So Marsha started started kicking that off for us with this video. She just taped another segment with some friends of ours from Honolulu. And their daughter, their children just won, again, some national Hawaiian recognition for their philanthropy and a school that their kids built, had built. They raised the monies. They did all of it. Of course, the parents are guiding, but a school in um, Tanzania and the book. And now they're raising funds to build a hospital. So the parents will be doing a video interview about the parenting style and philosophy that encourages your children to do this. And also the children's story in their own voice with their own words. So Marcia started kicking that off. And this is not the quality per se, but this is a part of the direction of programming for Sylvia Global TV. And then underneath it, you'll see New Feminine Wealth. Um, she um, did an interview with one of the um, two of the 100 urban entrepreneurs. Okay. So that's reflected there. And then eventually, and very soon, because um, we're doing some updates on the website, you'll be able to click on 100 urban entrepreneurs and see all of those interviews in one place. And then um, she has probably about 
eight additional episodes that we still have to get posted here. So this is um, for your, the two of you, we'll have to come up with a title. As I listen to you, Regina, um, a, a couple of thoughts run through my mind. So before we hang up, I'll share those with you. Um, so then you see me, you see Marsha, you see Jamie and Emily, um, and there are others. We're, we were supposed to be launching this week in Spanish, and she um, had some problems with her voice. So we pulled her off the homepage until that gets resolved, and then she called me back, and we're going to be going in Spanish. First quarter 2013, we're anticipating launching in Korean and um, interviewing Korean wow. hosts right now. So this is truly a global platform, and the listeners are global. If you go down to Sylvia, and that's, again, reflection of how we've lived our life and um, live our life and how we raised our, you know, our son and our niece, um, which um, Tasha is familiar with. Um, Sylvia Global TV, you'll see videos that have been recorded. This is programming with Sylvia Global. Um, again, not not quite reflective of the quality that we're moving in, um, okay. but it gets us going. On the right side, you'll see staff picks. So on Monday, we're going to air the Neo interview that I did with him about his philanthropy. Again, mm-hmm. to re-image that word, you know, that it's not just old, white, rich men in those gold frames, but the changing mm-hmm. of philanthropy. He has some very incredible message. Um, the quality of this particular broadcast is not um, ideal, but we've got it there. We're running with it, um, and that's partially blog talk, um, AM sound. And so what we've done is now we are just started on this past Monday. Now we'll be broadcasting through um, two other major Internet streaming networks. We'll be broadcasting through Contact Talk Radio, which adds an additional million access to an additional million listeners, 70% of whom are women. And then, um, Mark, um, we just signed, a, came to an agreement with the largest, one of the, the other large, these are the three largest Internet radio station streaming entities, 365, which is going uh-huh. to put Sylvia Global uh-huh. on. Um, 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. So um, we have other languages that we're preparing to also broadcast it. You'll also see under NEO, um, again, this says staff picks, but there's a specific reason we have these particular people on the page because we're talking to um, advertisers right now, and these are reflect conversations on the site. You'll see upcoming guests, um, the wealth and finance piece. Um, Some of these people are um, very well known and others are might be a little bit more obscure but very effective at what they do. And then you'll see people under philanthropy, you'll see people on that you know, that that category. And then the same with leadership, same with business and faith. Um, Sylvia Global, oh my gosh, where is oh, okay. So at the very bottom, you'll see Art and Entertainment and Road to the SBA Summit. Uh-huh. Um, we've been retained as the media facilitator for a faith-based SBA Summit. One is in Inland Empire, um, which 
Uh-oh. Ooh, hold on. I think we're... Uh-oh. If we go, if we disconnect, um, we'll just come right back on, okay? Okay. Okay. Let's see. 